interesting. Uh, the month of Kislev is considered to be a month of redemption. Besides, first, of course, we have Hanukkah, which is the month of redemption. But we have in the Hasidic calendar, you have Yud, Yud Kislev, which is the redemption for the Mitla Rebbe. Uh, Yutes Kislev is the redemption for the Alter Rebbe. And then we have Yudalat Kislev, we have the Hasana of the Rebbe. And then we have in the uh, third or the fifth Lichtel, there's a second time when the Alter Rebbe was released from prison. Um, so I was looking, uh, interesting, the name Kislev. Kislev equals 116. So what's the gematria of 116? You know, you say in the davening, only good and kindness. So the word equals also 116. That fits in very well with the month of, uh, with the month of Kislev. Um, but um, you know that the, uh, the Mitla Rebbe, the Kvius, was like this year, in which Tes Kislev came out to be on Shabbos, and Yud Kislev was on Sunday. The, it says like this, the, it says in the Hayyam Yom, that the Mitla Rebbe was saying a mimer. The mimer he was saying was Ata Echod V'Shimcha Echod. And he hadn't finished yet the mimer. In the middle of the mimer, he was notified that he's been exonerated. Now, the, the, the Mittler Rebbe was a little bit of a different problem than just by the Alter Rebbe. By the Mittler Rebbe, they were just, uh, you know, picking on the Mittler Rebbe, trying to just make up stories, not only because of Hasidus, there was some also, some personal issues over there. Uh, others, they it had to do with uh, families that wanted to get back at the Mittler Rebbe because he wouldn't do a shidduch with them. He wouldn't. Uh, marry, you know, their children. They got angry and they wanted to get back. And what they did was they basically complained that this was some financial irregularities with the various funding that the uh, Mittla Rebbe was uh, bringing in. Of course, they uh, switched things around and they changed around numbers. It turned out, it turned out that the, the Mittler Rebbe uh, brought in like a huge amount of money, more than the, he actually brought in, a lot more than he brought in. And they used that as uh, complaining, you know, how the distribution is going and what he's doing with the money and the money is being sent to, to uh, Israel. Various different complaints that they said. And there was, uh, I guess it was a uh, serious... It, the, the, the interesting thing is, now they have the documentation already uh, from, you know, after, from Russia. They got the documentation, so they see exactly all the dates, what happened. But apparently it was a three-year ordeal. Uh, it actually started off uh, a year before it started off. But there was several steps. You know, it almost reminds you the, the the court case with the Sfarim, with the Rebbe, about the court case. So first they ruled in his favor, and then it was... Uh, it was challenged, and then they had to rerule again. So it wasn't like it was a freedom one in one time. Yes, the 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 middle Rebbe was not like the Alter Rebbe. Like they put him in in a black carriage, the Alter Rebbe, and he was considered to be a counter revolutionary. That's not the way. The, the middle Rebbe was actually it was almost like a house arrest. He was incarcerated in a home, 
and he was able to have a minion over there. He can teach Hasidus, but he had to stay there, and he had to go in for the investigation. And there was apparently the local in Vitebsk was the place uh, where the local government was, and they they had it in for the Mitla Rebbe. They wanted to catch him, but they they wanted it to be handled by, I guess, by the um, central in Petersburg. They wanted to handle. They figured they got more more chance over there or stronger. But the Mitla Rebbe won. He was exonerated, and they let him out of prison on the tenth day of Kislev. But again, in the uh, Yom Yom, and it's been known all the time that it was in the year Tovkuf Peizayin, but based on the documentation, they say that was in the year Tovkuf Peivov, one year before that he was exonerated. Uh, now, I don't know exactly how that would feel, fit in with the Shabbos being Tes Kislev and uh, the next day, Sunday being Yud Kislev, when he was told on Shabbos, uh, with the story goes, it's brought down, that when he was saying, he said the Mimer on Shabbos, then he found out, because according to the documentation, the way they bring it down now, after he was exonerated, he was freed from prison in Tovkuf Peivov, the year before, they, uh, they challenged it, and um, um, it took a year for them to once again, uh, but it wasn't on a test, it wasn't Yud Aleph, it was, it was later, it was a day later, according to these documentations. And then it was further challenged, even after the second time. And actually what happened was that the, by the time he was finally, because there was a lot of issues, some of the issue was, is a rabbi allowed to take a salary? You know, I mean, they had the different laws in Russia at the time. Is he allowed to take a salary? And how was the distribution? There was various different things that they were trying to pin, you know, on the, on the Mitla Rebbe. But uh, it wasn't until after the passing of the Mitla Rebbe that he was found totally innocent, that he was totally exonerated. It was after his passing already. But this strange thing was that on, on, Tesk, on the, the year before his passing, on Yud Kislev, I guess they decided that we're going to, they made a, a, a celebration because that was probably, again, if we should assume that what the documentation, that is the correct uh, dates, but we have to assume that uh, that year, the celebration started the next year, but it wasn't really a full celebration because... Uh, it was challenged, so I guess they were still in limbo. It wasn't like uh, 100%. So uh, perhaps um, the uh, establishment to make it Yud Kislev was because all based on the first time, because the first time he was put out, uh, was freed, was on Yud Kislev. That was the day that was designated. And in the following year, they didn't fully celebrate that Yud Kislev yet because it was still in the middle of the, uh, of the, uh, of the case. Um, but the, the thing was that the, the, the Rebbe said that 
following year, which would be the next year, which would be Tovkuf uh, Peiches, he said that they should um, that they should uh, celebrate it. They should make a big, you know, celebration to freedom. You know, and but what happens is one day before Yud Kislev, the Middle uh, Rebbe passed away. So <laughs> the next day was Yud Kislev. But the Mitla Rebbe passed away just the day before the celebration was to take place. So they sent, they, they had such a sort of a, a song that they were singing. They said that the Rebbe Gehesu Freilach Zayn. But they sang it with a sad tune. You know, the Rebbe Gehesu Freilach Zayn. The Rebbe said to be happy. But they weren't really happy because, you know, it's a celebration, but they weren't happy because it was the passing of, of the Rebbe. But the um, uh, the Rebbe, you know, in the Hasidus, it explains that the Rebbe's, uh, they sort of match the level of the spheros. So with the Alter Rebbe was like the Chochmah, was like the Nekuda, that was like the point. Wisdom uh, was the Chochmah. And uh, the Mitla Rebbe was like the level of Bina. Bina means expansion, to articulate the Mitla Rebbe said, I didn't write anything new. All what I did was I took the exact teaching of my father, the Alter Rebbe, and I sort of expounded on it. I explained it. I brought it down in more comprehensible work, which would basically be the difference between Chochmah and Bina. Chochmah is the spark when you have the insight uh, Bina is when you take that insight and then you expound on it, you bring it into detail, into understanding, into one's grasp, you articulate it. So the Chochmah Bina fits with the Alter Rebbe and the Mittler Rebbe, but, but the Rebbe says that no, that uh, notwithstanding what the Alter Rebbe said, the Alter Rebbe has also, uh, what the Mittler Rebbe said about himself, the Alter Rebbe said about the Mittler Rebbe that the Mitla Rebbe had such capabilities that even he doesn't have. That's what the Alter Rebbe said about his son, about the Mitla Rebbe. And notwithstanding the fact that Bina is, seems to be merely articulating the uh, Chochmah, but uh, there is an expression in the Gemara that Nadra Mikefem is Barich, that means even though that the river comes from the ocean, it, 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 it's a stream from there, but it has its own, it reverberates, it, it, it re-energizes, it gets its own. Notwithstanding the fact that the Bina is a, follow, a following of the level of Chochmah, but yet there is certainly a lot of uh, strength that comes from within the Bina itself. The Mittler Rebbe was very, very strong, and he was also... Um, demanded from the Hasidim service of Hashem in, in, with their heart and to daven and to, and to learn and to go in the ways of the teaching of his, of his father. And um, the, um, the, some of the uh, responsibilities, because of course when the Alter Rebbe passed away, uh, some of the responsibilities fell on to the Mittler Rebbe. And you know, Mittler Rebbe was a little bit, seemed like, originally reluctant. And then the, and mentioned on Shabbos, it was a, a difficult time financially for the Hasidim over there until the 
Hasidim sort of undertook, uh, uh, it was devastated, like the house of the Rebbe had really zero income. They had really very uh, little because after the running away, they lost basically everything. So they actually um, um, put together from the Hasidim, they insisted, they beseeched the Mittler Rebbe that he should become the Rebbe. And then he moved to the city of Lubavitch. The Mittler Rebbe moved to the city of Lubavitch and in which they built a shul. One of the complaints is that he built the shul, it fit the size of the Beis Amikdosh, or the Mishkan. He filled the size so that he was becoming a king on his own. So there was various different kinds of arguments that they uh, made against the uh, Mittler Rebbe. Also, the Mittler Rebbe you know, had to distribute because you know, they, 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 the whole family of the Rebbe, the Rebbe was sort of totally devastated. So they divided up some of the uh, funding, they divided up different distributions and this what happened was that uh, one of the Misnagdim who was upset got a hold of some of those distributions and he used that to forge and to, and to cause the problem. That's what happened uh, with uh, Tez But in any event, we see that like we started, that it's Achtoi Vachesed but it's only a year of, of a month of kindness and of goodness. So that was a month of miracles. So all of these beautiful events that uh, you know started out with with Rosh Chodesh Kislev. I don't know Rosh Chodesh Kislev. That's our first yont of Chassidim, starting with Rosh Chodesh Kislev with the Rebbe's redemption, with the Rebbe going home. So it's a uh, a good month and. Uh, it also parallels the month of Sivan, which is Matan Torah. Just like Chodesh Ashlishi was the third month starting with Nisan, uh, then we got the Torah, the Torah, the revealed part of the Torah. So Torah's Chabad, the Hasidus, we got on the third month of Tishrei, Tishrei Cheshven Kislev, Chodesh Liso. So it has also that level of three in it and the level of, 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 of Sholem, of peace. The idea of three is because the peace becomes the third part. So if you, have, if you have only one part, then you don't have to make peace. There's only one to begin with. So if there's one son inheriting, he's the only son, then you, know, you don't need to straighten it out. That's the only one getting, and that's easy. If you have two sons, then you have machloikas. Who gets? So then you have the number three. Three represents the working, the bringing together, bringing together the two sides. That's the level of Sholem. Sholem is the level of three. Basically, the idea is there is spirituality. That's one side. And then there is physicality. And these are two, like, separate. Those two separate. And you got to make peace between the physical and the spiritual. In other words, you have to harness uh, the physical by the spiritual and you have to uh, bring uh, down the, uh, that the spiritual level should come down into the physical, and you do it through two ways, either by elevating, taking the physical matter, bringing it upwards, or bringing the spirituality downwards, and it's actually both, as we learned in the Maimer, Sholem Sholem, La Kodev Take a note, it's in the Maimer, maybe in another Maimer. But it means that it, you have to two, two, two levels, you know, it's easier both from above to below, from above, from below to above, 
to make it in sync that the physical and the spiritual should all work together to become one union and together bring about the level, that's the level of Sholem, that's the level of peace. And that's what the Yom Tov brings, that's what the Chag Geula brings, that's what the Hasidists, that's why it's Chodesh Hashlishi, it's the third month, the third month the idea that it brings together in all aspects in the revealed, that's Matan Torah was the level of Sholem. And in Pneumius, in the Pneumius in Yonim, is uh, the month of Kislev. And, of course, this is all in the preparation of Lawsuit Lavoy, and when there will be the real revelation of godliness into the world, that will be the real peace, the real Sholem. And we hope that happens very soon in our days, so that we will see the Chag Geula bring us to the Geula of Mashiach Tzidkenu. Here we may not.